0: I'm Paulie Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, this is Polly, and you're listening to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy, and today we're going to talk about how to stop eating ice cream every night at seven o'clock. Because that is what I need to work on. (laughs) I have put on some pandemic pounds. I am not kidding. And it's been okay. Because food is definitely a source of comfort. It's a way we soothe ourselves during stressful times. And the cravings are... Actually, a way to manage our emotional stress and anxiety, according to researchers like Adam Junowski. He's the director of the University of Washington Center for Public Health and Nutrition. So, there's something in this. If you've been craving foods that are high in fat, sugar, and carbohydrates this year in particular, when things are changing so quickly and we're dealing with so many ups and downs and stresses, there's it's no surprise, right? Because foods that are high in fat, sugar, and carbohydrates, they do have a calming effect. They boost the hormone serotonin in our bodies and reduce the stress-related hormones like cortisol. So the cravings are really our body's way of saying, hey, go get this stuffed, feel better, relax, you're going to be okay. Comfort foods, they comfort us. In fact, other research by Jordan Troisi shows that when we eat the so-called comfort foods, which for me is the cheesy carby stuff like noodles or salty things like chips, that kind of stuff, that it activates the biological systems that make us feel less lonely. And they make us feel like we're more connected, like we belong. We revert to old memories and times when we ate those foods and we actually feel better. And right now those feelings of of loneliness and, and connection um, are paramount right a lot of us are lonely a lot of us are feeling separate since we're maintaining social distancing so it's no surprise that we want the macaroni and cheese and and the chicken noodle soups and and that we're craving those foods that can provide us with a feeling of connectedness the connectedness we get from those foods because it changes the way our brains respond all right all this makes sense What I'm saying is no guilt here. I don't feel bad. I'm just saying I am feeling bear-like and it's time to manage this because we might be going on a little bit in this pandemic and uh, there's only so long I can blame macaroni and cheese for my desire to nap, you know, every seven minutes. So I've been looking into how we can cope with these cravings. I don't want to run, be run by them. And this isn't really a matter of discipline or, or willpower, right? We don't have cravings because we're weak. It's the body's biological function. But we can learn how to respond to them and manage them in a way where it doesn't have to become all about the food. We can uh, make healthier choices because here's the deal. While I like the comfort that comes with eating these cheesy noodles, I certainly don't want the high cholesterol or the weight gain or the other things that also come with eating a diet high in fats and carbohydrates. So I'm changing that. And I thought if I'm working on this, you might be thinking about it too. And we can work through this together a little bit. I'm going to share some ideas about how we can do that today. And it's not that crazy hard. I mean, if I can do this, anybody can do this. Mostly, like so many of the other things we talk about and think about here, managing our cravings are really about managing our feelings and being aware of what it is worth thinking and doing and becoming deliberate in our actions. So it's not that tough, but it does start with awareness. So before you get up and run to the fridge the next time you're craving a bowl of ice cream after dinner, take a minute and just think about what you're feeling, what your body feels like, what's going on in your environment. Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling relaxed? Are you feeling excited? What is it that's going on behind the scenes emotionally? And you might still want that ice cream. But if you are choosing the ice cream to fill up a stressful place or uh, something that's not going so well, there are some other options that would be more effective for you and for me this is something that I think about a lot before I make a move to get food I really spend a moment in my body thinking about what's going on how do I feel what sounds good am I hungry am I just picking up a you know a bite of something because I'm bored or restless and then you can really get to the source behind the cravings and it'll be more effective for you so one of the other things I do is I trade out um the chips or the carb foods with a repla- a healthier replacement. If I am craving a flavor or a taste, like something salty, that's often my deal, I'll trade a chip out for like a Greek olive or a handful of nuts. Um, can you get away with a handful of m and instead of a whole box of cookies if you want something sweet and chocolatey? Is there a way, um, a friend of mine who's a dietitian told us once to replace our dessert in the evening with maybe a bowl of uh, low sugar cereal because it, it feels desserty, kind of and um, you know we have one that's uh, like a honey cheerio type thing so it's a little sweet and that works for my daughter a lot of the time but isn't as high in fat and sugar as a bowl of ice cream so look at the replacements if it's a food you're craving, a flavor, a salt, or a sugar, is there a way you can satisfy that craving without eating a gallon of ice cream? I bet there is. We have to get creative, though, right? Here's another thing you can do. Um, I, I have done this because I'm nerdy enough or I'm curious about this stuff, and um, it, actually, it actually worked for me, but I don't know if it worked because... <laughs> I was staring at these pictures or if it worked because I was, just, you know, distracted by the study. But there is research out that says when we look at the pictures of the food we are craving, like if you're craving French fries or potato chips and and you look over and over at, at pictures of French fries and potato chips, you won't crave those foods anymore. In fact, looking at pictures, repeated pictures of the foods you think you're craving, like ice cream and cookies over and over, means you don't enjoy the actual food as much, according to researcher Ryan Elder. You know, it, it, it has the same effect as when we're craving that first chip or that bowl of ice cream, and instead we wind up eating the entire bag of chips. The first one is really good, but by the end of the bag we feel kind of gross and we don't want to see them anymore. Or we have a spoonful of ice cream or a bowl and it's the best thing we've ever had, so we have seconds and thirds, and by the end it's like, Ugh, we've had too much. We don't feel good in our bodies. Apparently, looking at the pictures of these foods that we crave, can turn us off in the same way and make us not only not enjoy the food as much, but not want them as often. So uh, you could go that route. Like I said, I have done this. I pulled up pictures of potato chips just because I was curious, but I got kind of lost in the research. So if you do this one, let me know how it works for you because researcher Ryan Elder says pictures can stave off a craving. Also, other research shows that people who eat a fruit and protein and a whole grain for breakfast are less likely to crave sweets later in the day. Those who have a high protein breakfast want fewer fats later in the day. So there is some evidence that tweaking your breakfast means you will crave less food as the day goes on. If you're a sugar eater, you like your sweets, eat a fruit and a protein and whole grain, whole grain bread or cereal for breakfast. If uh, you're a high fat food eater, like I, I like those chips and so forth, then uh, go for a high protein in the morning and maybe you won't want it as much. All right, so here's a big one and this this makes so much sense to me and this is something we can all do. But often when we're craving a food, it's because we need the comfort of it. We need to feel soothed. We are stressed out or emotional or upset or bored. And we are looking for something to help us manage this energy, right? So we go and we grab uh, a a piece of cake or a cookie or something that is going to help us calm a a bowl of pasta, something that is going to help us calm that stress. Another way of doing that is to go for a walk. Research shows that people who took a brisk 15 minute walk no longer had a craving for sweet and sugary snacks. So next time you're craving a bowl of ice cream or cookies in the afternoon or a soda pop, get up and go for a walk. Even walk around their house. I think this works in two ways. Um, we know that exercise is a stress reliever, right? It, it boosts our body full of endorphins to help us feel better. So exercise works the same way that comfort food works for us. It eases our stress and comforts us, right? It changes our biochemistry. But I also think that walking is a distraction. If you're walking around the neighborhood, it's tough to be walking to the refrigerator to get a soda pop, right? Or a pop. It depends on where you live, what you call it, right? I'm in the West, so we call it pop my friends in the Midwest and East, they call it soda. So soda pop, you know what I'm talking about. The distraction gets our mind off the food we're craving and gets us busy with something else so we can move beyond the moment of stress that is prompting the craving. So go for a walk. It's good for your body in a whole lot of other ways. Fundamentally, it's going to reduce our stress and that'll take the need for the craving away because cravings are about our stress response too. That ties into this next point. You want to eliminate your cravings or reduce them. Distraction, and this is my fave. If I'm really craving something, I get immersed in a work project, or I get up and play the ukulele, or I take the dog out, or I do something else. Um, Usually, if it's active enough, sometimes when I'm sitting there reading a book, I can't get my mind off the food I think I want. But if it's active enough, if I have to actually move out of my space to do this thing or my mind gets wrapped up in something else, I don't even think of the craving again. Like I don't go back to it. That shows it's clearly not about the food, right? It's, it's what I'm doing in the moment with my stress or with my need to change things around a little bit. So distraction is is really the most powerful thing for me. And the way I do it is this. I feel the craving coming on. I think, oh, I'm, I'm really hungry. I really want to do this right now. I really want to eat this cookie or whatever it is. And I'll just acknowledge it. Yep, that's what I'm feeling right now. And I'll just go on with the next thing. I'll Prevent myself from getting up and indulging that craving for about a half hour or an hour and see where I'm at at the end of that. Usually, I forget all about it. If I still want that thing after an hour, after I've tried to distract myself or done other things, then... I might go and have a cookie, just one, or I might have a small portion of something else that sounds good. This isn't about saying you can never eat a piece of pizza again or you can never have a bag of chips. I'm not about that. I eat whatever I want. I'm just very deliberate about when I eat and how much I eat now because I didn't feel good. I haven't been feeling good. I've been bucking up from the wrong reasons, not because I'm getting super strong. <laughs> but that's changing now because I don't want to, Buy into these cravings when there are other options to help me feel better. So use distraction. Find the thing that distracts you and give yourself an hour and see if you still want the cookie, go take a bite of the cookie and then get back to your business. I think mindfulness is super important uh, in this case too. And really in everything, mindfulness is just when we give our focused attention to whatever is going on right now, right? So this can be a way of distracting against your cravings, but it's also a way to understand what's at the root of them, right? Mindfulness can help us tune in to the stresses in our environment, the upset, our physical feelings, our emotional feelings, and and really be deliberate um, about what we're doing in the moment to become present to it. So this not only helps alleviate the stress, and there are scores of studies about the importance of mindfulness, but it helps us choose different behaviors, which in time can change our habits. So we don't just run to the fridge every time we want to eat something or every time we have a craving for a particular food. Instead, we might go running around the neighborhood because we're mindful and realize, okay, we're not hungry, I'm not hungry at all. The reason why I'm going to the fridge is because I'm feeling really stressed out and I need to get out and move my body, right? Mindfulness can help us alert to be aware of what our experience is and where that's coming from. Now, if you're hungry, eat, but be mindful of what you want to eat. Usually what our body needs, not the things we're craving, usually what it needs is fruit and vegetables and whole grains and whole foods to give us the energy we need to better process our stress on the ups and downs of the day, right? So this is about going without. I'm not a diet person, not at all. This is about filling up your body and your mind and your emotional center with the things that Support you so you feel better and more grounded and healthier, then you can decide to eat whatever you want. But what you may crave at that time will be different than when we are all reactive and stressed out and we go grab the first thing we see in the refrigerator, right? At least that's how it works for me. So that brings us to the Simply Start segment today. When we're talking about managing these cravings, Simply start by picking a replacement activity now. Something you can do to distract yourself when the craving sets in this afternoon. You know, you can try that quick walk 15 minutes around the neighborhood. Or look at the pictures of the french fries or the ice cream like that research shows. Let me know how that goes. Or find another distraction. For me today, the distraction is going to be getting up and walking around my house Invariably, I'll find a load of laundry that needs to be folded, you know, Um, and I'm just going to get up and move my body in some way, do some stretching, whatever. Every time I feel food craving coming on, I'm going to get up and move my body. And I may plug in a podcast because I really enjoy that. So that'll be my distraction for five minutes. Those are healthy changes I need to make to my day. Anyhow, I'm a writer, so I sit at the computer desk most of the day. So I'm really looking for ways to get more movement into my day. So this is a way to combat the food cravings, ease my stress, and really distract myself so that I can uh, be more focused when I come back on the things that, that matter more to me and that are healthier for me. So simply start pick a replacement activity. What will your distraction be today to help you deal with the food cravings that come up? And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment. And you know this is the time when I talk about my favorite practices or websites or books or anything like that. And so today, I want you to try a practice. If you're open to it, right? If you're willing. Next time you want a bag of chips or another food craving, pull out a pen and drop a note down about what you're feeling. And the way I want you to do this is very specific. I want you to sit still for 10 seconds-ish right? What you sit still, close your eyes, and just do you have a headache? Is there tension in your neck? Are you feeling light and open? Are your shoulders relaxed? How do you feel? What does the air feel like around you? This is a mindfulness practice where you're really going to tune in to your environment and notice what you're experiencing within and what's going on around you. Spend at least 10 to 15 seconds, but up to a minute, really noting without judgment what you're feeling like in your body and outside of your body. And then jot down those feelings, jot down any observations or any emotions you're having. Don't judge yourself. There's no right or wrong here. Just take note of what you're feeling. Often in the moment of craving, we react. We just get up and go and and we grab that cookie or whatever it is we need in the moment, I want us to slow down and really notice what we're, what's going on in our body, what we're feeling, and then be deliberate in the choosing of your snack. If you still want that cookie, go get it. But take a minute to feel what's going on in your body. Write it down. Don't worry about grammar or punctuation. Just make, scrawl some notes about it, and then see if you still want to fill in the craving. Or if there's something else that you're gravitating to. Another food, another activity, something else that you want to do differently. If you're not a writer, it's okay. You don't have to be a writer to do this. But if that makes you uncomfortable, then tap into your body mindfully for a minute. 10 seconds to a full minute. Notice what you're feeling and then get up and walk around the block. You can do this physically too. And while you're walking, don't turn on the podcast or... Do- unless it's this one, of course, but while you're walking, just be mindful, just be quiet, just go around the block and notice what you're feeling. And don't distract yourself with other things. Just let your body unwind. Because I think this is the stress speaking to us. And when we can be aware and deliberate of what it is we're feeling, then we don't have to fill up on the things that don't make us feel good in our body. Instead, we can fill up with activity and inspiring friends and and uh, great music and the other things that make us feel better. Are you willing to give it a go? Simply nifty take on this practice. Next time a craving comes on, notice it. Observe mindfully what you're feeling and experiencing inside your body and outside. Drop some notes down about it or go for a walk around the block thinking about it and then move on into your day. If you still want the cookie, go grab it and then get busy. Otherwise, you probably be able to move on and find other things that fill you up during the course of your day. What do you think? Are you willing to give some of these things a try? Have cravings been an issue for you at all during this pandemic or or ever? Maybe that's not your thing. I'd be curious. Let me know what your experience is like and what helps you deal or why you're not worried about them at all. You can tweet me at P.L. Campbell or find me on Facebook at author Polly Campbell. You can join my newsletter there. Check out my new webpage. It's bright and sunny, www.pollycampbell.com. You can join the newsletter there. And and we've got some really exciting things coming up in the next month, so I want you to be a part of them. Sign up for the newsletter. Join me on Facebook at Polly Campbell Author, and uh, you'll be in the loop. So that about wraps it up today. I think if we're deliberate in how we process our emotions and understand where our cravings are coming from, then we'll make choices that will support us, ease our stress, and make us feel good for the days to come. And I think that will help us all live well, do good, and be happy. ElectroCast. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between.